0: LF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3, Mont Dora, Orlando, and W226BT, Orlando, News Radio 93.1 WFLA, and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch at 6 o'clock on a Tuesday as we give you our very first look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA, FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger.
2: I'm Melissa Fox in for. Inspector, Top stories we're looking at this hour. The assault weapon ban has grown some legs and gas skimmers are a problem at the pump. More details on that in one minute.
1: Looks like you're going to have a chance to vote for or against an assault weapons ban in Florida. Our take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. 602 on News Radio 93.1.
2: The group that wants voters to decide on a statewide ban on assault weapons has enough signatures for a judicial review, but it needs a lot more to make it on the ballot next November. The latest pile, 800 signed petitions, was submitted at the Orange County Supervisors of Elections Office just down the street from the Pulse nightclub. Grace Schwartz says she wants the voters to decide the issue because Congress is refusing to act.
3: This is our chance. To do something so not one more family will suffer.
2: Schwartz lost her nephew Alex in the Parkland school shooting. To get on the ballot, the group will need an additional 650,000 signatures from registered voters.
1: Yeah, they've got a more than 100,000, so the state Supreme Court will look at this ballot initiative. will tell you what would be on the ballot in 2020 if things stay as they are, and will debate whether or not we should have a ban on assault weapons here in the state of Florida. Be ready to call, be ready to text. We are fired up. It is topic number one right after your news, Melissa.
2: One problem might be, though, Bud, the state just passed a law that makes it harder to put initiatives on the ballot. But the group is pushing forward, confident that they will meet the deadline. News is brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A statewide crackdown on gas pump skimmers reveals just how bad the problem is. State Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed revealed that inspectors found 259 of the devices throughout the state. Two bills meant to crack down on skimmers failed recently. Freed wants the bills to be filed again next year. Quick tips, by the way. Take a close look at the pump. Use a credit card, not a debit card, or just pay inside with cash or credit. Choose a pump close to the physical building and always, always check your card statements and maybe sign up for fraud alerts. Bleach appears to have been the factor in a girl's death in Orlando. Nine-year-old Tanya Paul died over three months ago, and last week her uncle, Bertholette Fiffy, was charged with killing her. In a 911 call to police the day the girl died, Paul's mother says the daughter drank a lot of bleach and was foaming at the mouth. Police say when they questioned the 55-year-old Fiffy, he smelled of bleach and had bleach stains on his shoes, which he could not explain. This past Sunday, Florida Republican Governor Rob DeSantis announced nearly a million dollars of new funding for the State Agency for People with Disabilities. Serena Wetmore is with the Florida Youth Council, an advocacy group for Floridians who are living with disabilities.
4: Regardless of disability or ability, We all deserve the same rights and privileges.
2: The state plans to use the money for internships and job training. According to the CDC, about 26% of U.S. adults are living with a disability. Former Boston Red Sox slugger David Ortiz is back in Boston after being shot in the Dominican Republic. The 43-year-old was at a bar in Santo Domingo on Sunday when he was ambushed and shot. He underwent six hours of surgery to repair damage to his colon, gallbladder, intestines and liver. The Red Sox sent a plane, picked him up, brought him back to the city where he played 14 seasons and won three World Series championships and get a great tribute before losing last night.
1: Well, I have to tell you, he's a hero in that town and he's loved across the country here. Just one of the great guys ever to play baseball and what a clutch hitter. And a real legend in Boston, you know, and uh, they list him as in serious condition, um, but they say he's going to make it. Oh, and yeah. they say he'll be whole again. So we hope and pray that is so. Go, big puppy.
2: The NBA Finals are headed back to Oakland for game six. The Warriors closed game five on a 9 2 run to stun the Raptors 106 105 in Toronto. Wow, it was a crazy ending.
1: Boy, it was. They came back from the dead. They were down six on the road with three minutes to play, and they pulled it out. Amazing game.
2: WFLA Newstime is 6.06. Read about the Lyft driver who was arrested after cops found his license had been suspended 17 times. That story is online at our website, WFLAOrlando.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. <coughs>
0: Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Yeah,
1: and I woke up to discover that Kevin Durant came back from that uh, calf injury, supposedly, which looks like it was an Achilles injury because he went out in the second period. He did score some points and gave him a boost, but uh, he's out for a long time oh, yeah. now, and there's no way he's coming back, and he may be out, history would suggest, for for a whole another season uh, with that Achilles. It just wouldn't hold up under game conditions.
2: I got to wonder if he pushed it. I mean, he posted 11 points in 12 minutes of playing time. I think Mm. that was a lot, and he shouldn't have done it.
1: Well, I guess he wanted to do it. They cleared him to do it. He did it, and he added something. I mean, they only won by one, so he gave them something, maybe the margin of victory. That's exciting stuff. It's great to have you with us, Melissa. Allen is still away, and Yaffe's away as well. So Tom Benson is with us, our executive producer. Tom, good morning. How
3: do? Good morning. Here we are, ready to go for a Tuesday.
1: And we are fired up. We got Kelly, who's come in to join us here as our screener. You're ready to go? Because we're putting you to work early, buddy.
5: Yes, we're feeling good today. Give me a call. Actually, I got one coming in right now.
1: Do you already? Do that right now. We're going to talk about this (laughs) um, proposed amendment that will show up on the 2020 ballot, and I believe they'll get the signatures to put it there. So, for better or for worse, you and I are going to be voting on whether or not to ban what are called assault weapons here in the state of Florida. I'll give you chapter and verse on everything I know, and we're opening up the one-word texting poll early on this if you want to join us that way. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text yes or text no to 23680. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text yes or text no to 23680. We'll take long-form texts at 23680. If you have something more to say, phone calls, welcome, of course, at 407-916-5400 and the toll-free 866-916-5400. That's where we begin coming right up.
2: And those stories and all more, plus traffic and weather, two minutes away right here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. It's
1: 6.09. Headlining a tragedy here in central Florida last night, a woman is dead after an apparent domestic disturbance in Orange County. Deputies say the woman died from injuries she suffered last night in Dr. Phillips on Sand Lake Road. A man is in custody, but no charges have been announced deputies have not said what kind of relationship the man and the woman had updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories and we do it all morning right here on good morning orlando dave ramsey weekdays 3 till 5 p.m news radio
6: 93.1
2: we got a one-word texting poll going here on news radio 93.1 wfla would you vote to ban assault weapons in florida text yes or text no to two three six eight zero again text yes or text no to two three six eight zero where standard message and data rates apply
1: and we have uh long form texters lining up we got a call hector you'll be first if you want to join the conversation on the phone love to have you on this red hot topic 407-916-5400 or ride free on the toll free at 866-916-5400 all of this comes out of Miami in a political action committee based down there that is entitled Ban Assault Weapons Now, B-A-W-N, also known as B.A.W.N., okay? And uh, what they say is, you know, they're in for restricting gun rights, Second Amendment rights. They say Congress won't act. They say the Florida legislature won't act. So we're going around Congress and we're going around state lawmakers and we're going to get enough signatures to put this question on the ballot as a proposed amendment in the November 2020 election, okay? Now here is the proposal, and they've got enough signatures, over 100,000, so they will trigger a state Supreme Court review. They have to get 766,000 signatures by February of next year in order to get this on the ballot. If you think they won't, you need to think again. There are passions high on both sides. I would vote against the assault weapons ban, but there will be a lot of people not because, because it's not just guns, it's what they perceive to be the most dangerous guns and of course often the weapon of choice in these mass killings, be it Parkland, be it Pulse, wherever. All right, and that is viewed as differently than just banning guns. And so I think this is going to get on the ballot. And I think it's going to be um, unpredictable how it goes from there. Here is what will be on the ballot if it stays the same and they get the signatures, which I predict they will. Um, this would prohibit the possession of assault weapons. And let's not get into semantics about it with the phone calls about, well, that's not really an assault weapon, bud, man. This is, that isn't. You know what we're talking about here. Defined on the ballot, which is all that will matter in this case, Semi-automatic rifles and shotguns would be banned, those capable of holding more than 10 rounds of ammunition at once, either in fixed or detachable magazines or any other ammunition-feeding device. What about handguns? Handguns would not be prohibited under this. Handguns are not a part of this. The proposed amendment notes that the right of the people to keep and bear arms in defense of themselves and of the lawful authority of the state shall not be infringed. They're right, and then they go on and they say, you know, in their sales pitch on their website. But wait a minute—that the that those rights will be regulated by law. That's not what the Second Amendment says. The Second Amendment says a well-regulated militia, you know, being important for a free state, et cetera. The right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. So they're 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 demagoguing this thing, or they don't have a clue. But at any rate. What about those of you who already own what they would describe as assault weapons? You would get an exemption on the ban if this passes for a year, but after that you'd have to register your gun with the state. If you don't, if you violate the ban, it's a third-degree felony. Okay, So that is exactly what we are looking at here. How about we go to the phones, Melissa, shall we?
2: I think we should. Hector is on line one. He's in Orlando. What's your thoughts on this?
0: Well, I would, uh, I would vote against it. And my thing is, I was in New York City when I saw 59 people died at the nightclub with one Molotov cocktail.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Now, we're not talking about the Las Vegas uh, mass shooting. You're talking about New York City, 59 dead with a Molotov cocktail?
0: Yes, at a nightclub. And uh, what are we going to do? But uh, we're going to ban gasoline now for OAC.
1: All right. Well, listen. Uh, it's it's funny. I can't remember everything, but I'll I'll believe you for now, and we'll look up what happened in New York City. But of New course, course we're not talking about we're not talking about Molotov cocktails. Are you worried about the slippery slope that if they ban assault rifles, next thing it's it's handguns, yeah. and after that it's handguns everything.
0: Handguns is going to be everything.
1: That's where you're coming from. Where do you think of what Hector had to say? 407 Four zero seven nine one six. 5400. We'll check the long form texters. The voting continues on the one word texting poll, Melissa, which is,
4: well,
2: would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text yes or text no to 23680. Again, text yes or text no on voting to ban assault weapons in Florida. The number's 23680. Standard message and data rates apply.
1: And give us a call on this at 407-916-5400. If you don't think this is going to wind up on the ballot, uh, I, w- I would challenge you to think again. Uh, the forces on that side of this debate are are powerful, and they are passionate. They'll get the signatures. It will be on the ballot, okay? So, uh, 407-916-5400 are toll-free, 866-916-5400.
3: In caps, we've got a no unless an abortion ban is tied to the proposal. Fat chance of that happening. Boy, wow. well,
1: there's an interesting take. Um, We'll check the text line in a moment, see what you're saying. We want the phone calls to come in right now, and we will get to you in just a moment. Looks to me like there will be a ballot initiative, an amendment for you to vote on in the 2020 November election here that proposes a ban on assault weapons in the state of Florida, as I have described. Would you vote for it? Would you vote against it? And what Is your reasoning. You're next after we update Orlando's newsletter and traffic again, right here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. (laughs) Headlining a story that made all kinds of news yesterday the chopper pilot who died when his helicopter crashed into a New York City. Skyscraper on Monday has now been identified as veteran chopper pilot Tim McCormick. He had reportedly just dropped off a passenger at a heliport in Manhattan. The uh, helicopter went down in bad weather eleven minutes later after taking off from the heliport, this shortly after two PM Monday, and the helicopter was headed back to its base in Linden, New Jersey. We'll have a live report on this in our eight o'clock hour. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. You can count on that all morning, and good morning, Orlando.
0: radio is the easy to use app for music and radio download the free iheart radio app today
1: so kelly give us a read on the one word texting poll and then give us the vote which continues until nine o'clock this morning
5: Yes, so right now for the votes for yeses, we have. Well,
1: let's give them the question. Have you got it in front of you? Oh, the question, absolutely.
5: So the question that we have this morning is Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Mm-hmm. So right now, the yeses, we have 57, and the noes, we have. No, the yeses are four. The noes are 57. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, there we go. Is that it? Yes, 57 for no and 4 for yeses.
1: Yeah, you can uh, vote either yes or no by texting those words, either one of them, to 23680. How about we bring on Barry in Melbourne. Good morning on this uh, proposed amendment that I do believe will wind up on the ballot, uh, that if passed by 60% of the voters in November of 2020, would ban assault rifles and shotguns um, in the state of Florida, not handguns. Go ahead.
7: Yeah, good morning, bud. Yeah, my problem here is how they define assault rifles, and that's the problem. We think of assault rifles as those military weapons. What they're saying, and what I heard you say on the air, was is semi-automatic rifles and shotguns. And really, that's most hunting rifles, that's most rifles out there. You know, there is some bolt-action rifles that wouldn't be banned under this, but this is going to ban a lot of guns. And really, when people are just thinking of those assault-style military weapons, that's not just what this says.
1: It's more than going after the AR-15, which I think is exactly the the weapon, you know, that they're thinking most of. But it does go beyond that. If if this language holds up, you're absolutely Right, right.
7: And that's my problem with it, It really, because they're going after more than that. They're using the emotions of the AR-15 by taking away more guns than what they're really trying to say there. And they're really going to abuse this. And you're going to lose all your rifles except for, like, a bolt-action or a single-action rifle.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it, um, Barry. And we'll be back on this story later in the show when the voting continues on the one-word texting poll would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text either yes or text no to 23680. Long-form textures are weighing in. What are they saying, guys? My
3: screen just moved on me. Holy <laughs>
1: moly. So mine, uh, we well, have, voting is coming in fast and furious, and that's what you. happens on the screen. Who's got something?
3: <laughs> I got something here for you. As a prior military firearms instructor, control is not what we need rather we need gun training and better enforcement of existing laws i got another one that says
2: wgwgp in other words what gun would jesus pack <laughs> really i'm just sharing what they put in there text us please we love this, this okay. is good. Yeah. All right. ah, seriously what does anyone need with a machine gun in the first place that is
1: another text that is just come not through. a machine gun they were banned ah. in 1934 indeed Okay. see, this is semi-automatic.
2: It's where the problem comes. We're not really sure. And even when you define it, people still don't quite get it. Well,
1: again, this is the proposed ballot language that may change. But the concept of an assault weapons ban, I believe, will generate enough support to get sufficient signatures to get it on the 2020 ballot. So, I mean, we, we don't know that, but I am predicting that. So I want you to come to grips with this as a reality in November 2020. And I have no idea statewide how this vote would go. It would depend on who gets their voters out, you know. You know, if Trump's on the ballot and and, 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 and and whatever and people are fired up and he will be on the ballot and they will be fired up, those are a bunch of no votes, I guarantee you right there, that would take this thing down. But the other forces, you know, they 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 will have a passionate following. It will depend upon how they... They generate publicity for this, who their key spokespeople are in the public arena. We'll follow this story all morning. The text line remains open all morning. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text either yes or text no to 23680. Alan's away this morning, and Melissa's bringing us all the news. For you folks, just checking it in. Welcome aboard. The news is coming up.
2: Making the Pulse nightclub site a national memorial, and the Catholic Bishops' Conference starts today. I'd like to be a fly on the wall. These stories and more after we update Orlando's traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It is 630 on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: Another hot topic we will debate in our 7 o'clock hour. Melissa with a news update setting the table.
2: A bill now before Congress will designate the Pulse Nightclub as a national memorial, forever recognizing it as the site where 49 people were killed three years ago. Rory O'Neill has details.
6: Technically, this designation would put the old nightclub under the National Park Service.
8: The way that we have uh, crafted the legislation is so that there's still local control over the memorial.
6: Congresswoman Stephanie Murphy is joining with her colleagues Val Demings and Darren Soto to sponsor the bill. The One Pulse Foundation is still working on the final design for a memorial. The club's owner says that permanent tribute should be ready in 2022. I'm Rory O'Neill
1: listen i see merit to this memorial but i have serious questions i don't see anybody else in the media asking they will be asked here at seven o'clock
2: the news is brought to you by trusco bank florida's hometown bank the investigation continues today into monday's deadly helicopter crash in new york city the helicopter crashed onto the roof of a building on 7th avenue in midtown manhattan killing the pilot Now, the weather was rainy and overcast, and authorities are looking into what caused the crash. They're also looking into why the pilot was flying in restricted airspace. Aircraft are not allowed within a one-mile radius of Trump Tower, which was just a few blocks from the crash.
1: Yeah, we're going to have a live report on this in our eight o'clock hour. I mean, it looks like it's either weather, a medical problem, or a mechanical problem. But That remains unknown and under investigation.
2: I look forward to that. Teachers in Seminole County, you're going to be getting a pay raise. The county and the teachers union has agreed on a new contract that will raise the pay four and a quarter percent over the next two years. Pay will increase three percent next year and one to five percent in the 2021 school year. So good for you. American bishops under a lot of pressure to deal with sexual abuse by priests as the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops meeting opens today. The three-day meeting in Baltimore is under a cloud because the group's current president is accused of not doing enough to stop a priest in his diocese accused of abuse. Cardinal Daniel DiNardo is Archbishop of Galveston, Houston. In addition to allegations he did too little to stop the abusive priest, he's also accused of being slow to respond to a report of sexual relationships between a priest and a female parishioner. Donardo is expected to chair the meeting. It runs through Thursday.
1: Increasing pressure to force the Catholic Church in these situations not to have people in the church report to the church hierarchy, but go right to police. We'll see how that plays. When you wall that wall, and you talk that talk.
2: You might recognize that as the theme to NCIS New Orleans. Well, they may leave their namesake city if this restrictive heartbeat abortion bill becomes law in Louisiana. A producer of the locally shot CBS series says the show is monitoring developments and will act accordingly if the bill that bans abortions as soon as a fetal heartbeat is detected goes into effect. Showrunner Christian, or rather Christopher Silber told Variety magazine that should the legislation take effect, it would be unconscionable for him to continue production in a state- that it enacts such a draconian law, putting women's health and, risks at, uh, and rights at risk. The show, by the way, contributes millions of dollars to that state revenue. In its most recent season, they spent $86 million in Louisiana. Mm. A Florida man is in custody. Allegedly, he had cocaine on his nose during a traffic stop. Hillsborough County deputies say they pulled over 20-year-old Fabricio Jimenez, and he was uh, swabbing the white powdery substance on his nose. They did a little test. Boom. It was cocaine. He allegedly told deputies, that's not mine.
1: <laughs> How'd that get there?
2: Er, yeah. A backpack with 250 grams of marijuana, 13 Xanax pills, and a baggie of cocaine was also located.
1: Washington headlines right now, and we're talking about this with you. The spotlight was on the Mueller report at a House hearing yesterday. Former Nixon White House counsel John Dean was the star witness before the Judiciary Committee. The panel is holding hearings on Mueller's Russia investigation and possible obstruction of justice by President Trump. Opening the hearing, New York Democrat Jerry Nadler, who's the chair, says it's clear that Russia interfered in the 2016 presidential election and tried to help Trump get elected. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning here in Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio
0: 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando.
1: But I'm sorry, I had the look and feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, of desperation on the part of the Democrats when they trotted out John Dean yesterday. He was the White House counsel for uh, for Nixon, middle of the Watergate scandal. He was convicted of obstruction of justice Should have gone to the slammer, but he cut a deal um, and wound up cooperating with the Watergate investigation, and it kept him out of prison for generations now. I mean, it literally is a couple of generations. He's been bashing the Republican Party. He hates Trump. He is now a paid CNN contributor, and every time they bring him on, it's bash Trump, bash Trump, bash Trump. Where are you going to get anything that would pass for credible testimony from this guy, I don't know. I'll tell you why I think this had the look of desperation and uh, and really took on the look of a mock impeachment uh, proceeding yesterday in the House Judiciary Committee. But how about we listen to a little bit of Dean before Nadler and the gang.
7: In many ways, the Mueller report is to President Trump what the so-called Watergate Roadmap, officially titled the Grand Jury Report and Recommendation Concerning Transmission of evidence to the House of Representatives was to President Richard Nixon. Stated a little differently, Special Counsel muller has provided this committee with a roadmap.
1: Dean hopes to impeach and remove the president from office. I mean, how vehemently anti-Trump is this guy? Listen to John Nixon Dean. Waded
7: in and tried to influence the FBI investigation, uh, as did. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump's. Trump is showing true Nixonian (laughs) style. Trump is Nixon on steroids and stilts. If I had to channel a little of Richard Nixon, I think he'd tell this president he's going too far. This is the sort of stuff of a banana
1: republic. This is what an autocrat does.
7: Frighteningly dictatorial. He's thinking like uh, Putin would think.
1: Just a little bit of John Dean on CNN. Incessant Trump bashing. I mean, really, Are the Democrats that desperate, or is this a smart move to trot out a guy like Dean to bash Trump in front of the committee and the nation? Unfortunately, the helicopter crash preempted all of their coverage yesterday on cable. MSNBC and and CNN had to go with a helicopter crash, I guess. They must have been seething at the idea that they couldn't go wall to wall with the Dean testimony. Anyway, I mean, I think they are desperate. The economy is strong under Trump. The Democrat presidential candidate field looks weak. Pelosi wants to go for impeachment. Impeachment is opposed by the majority of Americans in every poll out there. Even if you impeach him in the House, you'll never convict him in the Republican-controlled House. I mean, weakening Trump, throwing enough crap on him, forgive me, between now and the election to weaken him enough to beat him, that's what this is all about, this circus in the House Judiciary Committee, which will continue with other characters Today and into most of the rest of the week. Is this desperation on the part of the Democrats or do I have it wrong? 407 916 5400, text line 23680. We'll get our gang involved in it as well, but we'd love to hear from the most politically astute audience in talk radio, which is why I pose the question Is this desperation on the part of the Democrats or a brilliant move, perhaps? How do you see the Dean testimony? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. You're next after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, and we'll do it here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines for you right now. Two recent incidents uh, should be a warning for some Brevard County residents. Two bear sightings reported this past weekend in Titusville. And the more recent sighting happened Sunday in a parking lot around US 1 and DeLeon Avenue. The day before, a woman saw a bear outside her home in Imperial Estates. He says that the bear was only about five feet away in her driveway before it walked away. Don't feed them and give them lots of room. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando.
0: Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1, WFLA. You
1: know, Melissa, Tom, Kelly, I don't see how you build credibility against Trump in the House Judiciary Committee by trotting out John Dean, uh, who's a disbarred lawyer and a convicted felon from the Nixon-Watergate era when he served as special counsel. It is smacks to me, and maybe it's just because because this is right. uh, the way I see the world through more conservative eyes, that this is desperation on the part of the Democrats for the reasons I, I, I ticked off before. Do you think I'm on to something here? Yeah, I do, because it,
2: it seems so sensational. Star witness. This guy hasn't been relevant and really wasn't even relevant back in the Nixon time.
1: Well, <laughs> he really was the star witness there because he turned on Nixon. He right. had a lot to do with him going down. Uh, you know, but but now, after all these years, no, I don't think so. Do you
2: really think that this was nothing more than a political show? I mean, was there anything that we got out of this other than just continuing to try to, you know, keep
1: going against Trump? Tom, you remember the Watergate era? Oh, sure, absolutely. And Dean, and now he is back. To what end in the House Judiciary Committee? I think Dean right
3: now is filling the void of Mueller not testifying he doesn't want to testify, and he won't testify. And I don't think the Democrats want to be seen as harassing, quote, unquote, uh, Mueller. So I think Dean's just filling that void.
5: What well, about he, it, Kelly? Well, he's not bringing anything new, correct? He's just out here telling people, like, listen, this could be the romance to, yeah, he, quote, unquote, impeachment. Well, that's so what he, what's he said.
1: Point? He says, I'm, I'm not a fact witness, you right. know. Well, then what the heck are we You're wasting time on something? here? I, just to throw mud on Trump, which is what he does for a living on CNN now. Okay.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, every time the media wants to talk about impeachment at this point or compare something to Watergate or Nixon, they go, hey, let's go pick up John Dean. Let's see what he has to say.
1: Texters are checking into at 23680. What are they saying? Well, what?
3: Bud, you have a right in the words of the president, but uh, Dean is a loser. What the heck is he still hanging around for? This guy's a kook. Also,
5: but it's political theater that nobody was watching. It seems to me that only the left wing media wants impeachment while the citizens of the country don't want that.
1: It's interesting. And a lot of uh, most people were not watching it because of the helicopter crash in New York City it was wall to wall coverage from two o'clock on exactly the moment that Dean got up and testified. So it was only clips on the evening news. You know, uh, there was no wall to wall coverage of Dean that the the Trump bashers and MSNBC and CNN principally were hungering for. Um, circumstances uh, made that uh, not all they wanted it to yeah, be. it
2: certainly was a non-event.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about we check the ongoing uh, one-word texting poll on the hot topic of the 6 o'clock hour that's coming back later in the show. We ask you, because it looks to me like this is ultimately going to wind up in the ballot in 2020, November 2020, for our consideration here in Florida as an amendment would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? You text either yes or you text no to two three six eight zero. We'll keep the poll open right through till nine o'clock. Text yes or text no to two three six eight zero. You're trying to keep up with the vote tally. What do you have? It's an early, an early hour to be doing a texting poll. What do you got?
5: It's no problem. Right now we have seven yeses and ninety three no's. Okay,
1: I. I It's a cliffhanger. (laughs) We'll be here until until the final votes are tallied here in our comprehensive election coverage. Thank you, Walter. (laughs) That actually wasn't my wife. Walter's better than that. I don't know who that was. That's okay. Uh, Election headquarters here at WFLA. As the votes are continuing to be tallied. Our question, would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text either yes or text no to two- Three six eight zero. That's pretty good. And that's the way it is on this June eleventh, two thousand nineteen. My colleague, my colleague standing by, Melissa Fox, with the news. Congressmen want the Pulse
2: site to be a national memorial, and Hep A numbers are growing in Florida. These stories plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes at seven o'clock on News Radio ninety three point one WFLA. <laughs>
0: WFLF Fine Hills Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on the 50,000-watt front porch at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday for our latest check of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger.
2: I'm Melissa Fox. In for Alan Specter. The top stories we're looking at this hour. Pulse nightclub site could become a national memorial and 92 new cases of hepatitis A last week in Florida. Details on those stories in one minute.
1: Yeah, We'll talk about this push to make the Pulse site a national memorial straight ahead. Lots of angles on that next on Good Morning Orlando. 703
2: on News Radio 93.1, members of Congress want the Pulse nightclub to be designated a national memorial site.
8: My hope is that it gives the memorial and One Pulse's efforts additional visibility so that they can um, continue to advocate for this community.
2: Stephanie Murphy is joining with her congressional colleagues, Darren Soto and Val Demings, to introduce legislation that would give the site the special, a special designation. Now, this week marks three years since the shooting of the club that killed 49 people.
1: Yeah, I, I think a memorial in some form, I think there is merit to that. But I have some serious questions. I'm not hearing raised anywhere else, so I'll put them out here in just a moment on Good Morning Orlando. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown
2: bank. Florida health officials say the state's hepatitis A outbreak is continuing to expand. With 92 cases reported last week, there are now over 1,400 confirmed hepatitis A cases here in the Sunshine State. That compares with just over 1,100 cases reported in the state in the past five years combined. The Department of Health says more than a third of the cases are in Pasco and Pinellas counties. A petition that would let voters decide if Florida should ban assault weapons is a step closer to getting on the ballot. There was a federal ban, but that expired in 2004. Democratic Congressman Darren Soto spoke yesterday at the Orange County Elections Office, where the petitions were submitted. 800 this time. 100,000 in total have been collected so far.
7: Because if you look at the statistics, after that ban lapsed, we had mass shootings more than triple. Deaths more than triple. So if you don't think it's happening in America because this law lapsed, the statistics will tell you otherwise.
2: Ban Assault Weapons Now has enough signatures for the state Supreme Court to review ballot language, but they need another 650,000 signatures to put the issue on the ballot next November.
1: Hot Topic at Six. We're bringing it back in our 8 o'clock hour. More on our ongoing one-word texting poll on this in a moment.
2: The president's former advisor, Roger Stone, is loosening his lips. Stone is set to speak tonight at 7 at the Palm Beach County Trump Club in West Palm Beach. Under judges' orders, he will not be allowed to talk about the investigation into Russia's possible election tampering. Stone's uh, pleaded not guilty to obstruction, lying to Congress, and witness intimidation. Volusia County's mayors are doing a little soul-searching after suffering a defeat at the ballot box. The mayors met yesterday in Daytona Beach for the first time since voters last month rejected a sales tax hike that would have paid for road projects. Port Orange Mayor Don Burnett says voters showed they don't trust local officials. And Holly Hill Mayor Chris Villa says lawmakers need to start listening better. The mayors discussed adopting smart growth initiatives and Oak Hill Mayor Douglas Gibson urged his colleagues to have another vote maybe next year on the sales tax hike.
1: Feedback I'm getting is the lack of trust is what sent that down in Volusia County and one similar to it uh, in Osceola. That's correct.
2: Former Buccaneers tight end Kellen Winslow Jr. is guilty of rape. A jury found Winslow Jr. guilty on one rape charge, one count of indecent exposure, one count of lewd conduct. The 35-year-old was found not guilty on another lewd conduct count. Winslow was accused of raping three women and exposing himself to two other. The jury still hasn't reached a verdict on eight other charges. WFLA Newstime is 7.07. A nine-year-old saves his allowance and pays off his classmate's lunch debt. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts right now. News,
0: weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1, WFLA.
1: And with Alan and Yaffe away, it's Bud Hedinger, Melissa Fox, Tom Benson, and Kelly Velez with you until 9 o'clock. Our ongoing, wide open one word texting poll. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? There's an effort that may well succeed to get that on the ballot in 2020, so we're asking you early. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text either yes or text no to 23680. Text yes or text no to 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. We'll talk about it again in the 8 o'clock hour, but the, the voting is open for those of you who can only join us at this point in your morning. Now, uh, Melissa has set the table so well, as she always does in Alan's absence. Um, They want to make the Pulse nightclub massacre site on Orange Avenue in just south of downtown Orlando a national memorial. A memorial, I think, is completely appropriate, and I have always supported it. National memorial, I have some questions. I've done some research about memorials in the wake of mass shootings in recent years. They're talking $50 million for this Pulse Memorial in Orlando. How much more is that than the other memorials? The numbers astounded me, and they may astound you. We'll talk about it. Where are you on a national memorial for the Pulse Memorial? massacre victims in orlando to the tune of 50 million dollars 407-916-5400 text line 23680
2: we'll have all that plus the updates on traffic and weather coming up it's 709 on news radio 93.1 wfla
1: Local headlines right now, updating a story we've been following. We have new details showing the role of a father played in trying to cover up the murder his son may have committed in Orange County. Court documents from last month's shooting death of 16-year-old Bruce Higgins were released recently, and they show Luis Rivera Sr. paid a body shop owner to replace a rear window which had a bullet hole in his son's car. He also allegedly paid to have the car cleaned to remove blood and to remove a headrest that also had a bullet hole. Deputy say Rivera then helped burn Higgins' clothes and buried him in Wedgefield. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando.
0: News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: I'll forever remember the live Good Morning Orlando that we did the morning after the Pulse Nightclub massacre, 49 people slaughtered, and Orlando's darkest day by far. And I think it is perfectly appropriate in the wake of such mass carnage that some kind of a memorial to the victims and a place for those who are survivors directly connected to the victims and for anybody else to mourn and reflect is appropriate. There is plenty of precedent for it. There is, by my research, no precedent for a national memorial for a mass shooting, certainly not one that will cost $50 million. And that's one of the many questions I have for you this morning that I'm not hearing asked anywhere else. Now, The bid is to make this site a national memorial. I don't know about national memorial. The way they want to do it, it is reported in uh, Florida politics, is to make it a non-national park-affiliated national memorial that allows Pulse to raise money through public or private grants and to be independently operated. Um, Examples of this kind of a setup are the Astronauts Memorial out at the KSC Visitors Complex. There's a National AIDS Memorial out in San Francisco. There's the National Fallen Firefighters Memorial in Maryland, the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial in Washington, D.C. But let's talk about this for a moment. $50 million is what they're talking about here. And, And these three members of Congress, the Democrats here, Demings, Soto, and Murphy are all pushing this, okay? They'll, they'll, they'll think they can get this past the House, they can get, get it past the Senate with some help, and the money will flow. Again, some kind of a mo- memorial is appropriate. I, I can't defend anything like $50 million when you look around the Columbine, kind of the original school massacre here, 1999, when they finally got a memorial together not far from the school, it was a total of one million dollars in donations. That's that's Columbine. What about Newtown? Where all those kids were slaughtered in the elementary school at Sandy Hook in Connecticut. 26 murdered in 2012. They have come up with a design now, but it's a $250,000 memorial. We're talking $50 million. Anybody have a problem with that? I do. Virginia Tech, the college campus, where 32 students and staff were slaughtered. They did a memorial for $30,000, Melissa. Charleston, the church massacre, $235,000 in cost for a memorial. What about the movie theater massacre in Aurora, Colorado in 2012? Um, Their goal was $400,000 for a memorial that was unveiled last year. $50 million? This is insanity. This is insanity. Memorial, yes. National Memorial No. These others are not national memorials. And nobody's talking about fifty million dollars. Would we be talking fifty million dollars if an oppressed minority gay people who who frequent that bar and that club down there were not slaughtered? I wonder whether we would be. You know, and you can't say no to that or you get branded a homophobe and a bigot. Okay, keep in mind some realities here. gays were killed in that club but they were not targeted by Omar Mateen. He was a radical Islamic terrorist who was looking for a place, any place to kill lots of Americans. He wanted to go to down to Downtown Disney, then now Disney Springs, but there were too many cops. He went to a club downtown. There were too many cops. He passed a club. It was Pulse he didn't see any cops. There was only one off-duty there. It was an easy, soft target. He took it, but he, wa- he killed a lot of gays, but he wasn't trying to kill gays. He was trying to kill Americans. That is what the investigation concluded. Okay? So, the other question I have, if you do a $50 million memorial, do you create an incentive for a deranged future shooter to say, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory and they're going to build something that's attached to what I did that will last forever. $50 million, national memorial status? Nobody is building memorials in these mass shootings for that kind of money, and they're not national memorials. Let's get, let's get a handle on this, everybody. Let's have a memorial at the site of the club on South Orange Avenue, but let's raise the money locally, and let's not talk $50 million. Anybody? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. I mean, am I the lone ranger of voice crying in the wilderness? We'll get our gang involved in this in a moment. But I've got to tell you, I did the research on what they did in the wake of other mass shootings here. No national memorial and no memorial over a million dollars, most far less, 50 million at Pulse, we have lost our minds. Right now, you may be going out of your mind trying to manage your own money. The numbers are smaller than 50 million in all likelihood, although we got some high rollers who listen to this show, so you're in good shape. You don't need any help, but if you're out there getting no sleep at night because you've got you know, too much trouble just paying your bills and you can't even think about amassing that nest egg that you want for retirement, get a hold of Joel Garris over at Nelson Financial Planning for a free private no-obligation consultation from a certified expert on everything in the world of investments and finance and tax law as well. He'll sit down with you face to face. It's in confidence, just you and him one-on-one. The CEO of this great firm that's been helping his clients Toward financial security with responsible investment advice for more than 30 years. But for you, as a listener to us on Good Morning Orlando, it is a free, no strings attached private consultation. Why in the world you wouldn't take advantage of this, I don't know. I mean, if, if you're all secure and you're fine, I get it. But you know somebody in your family or circle of close friends who could use this kind of help and it is absolutely free. So have them or have you call Nelson Financial Planning for the free consultation. Mention you heard about them from the Bud Man and the gang on Good Morning Orlando. They love to hear that. Are you ready? 407-629-6477. Again, 407-629-6477. More online at nelsonfinancialplanning.com. They are A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, offering securities through Nelson i brokerage Services member FINRA and SIPC. Am I making any sense on the Pulse Memorial shouldn't be a national memorial, should be a locally funded memorial, and it most certainly should not cost $50 million. What is going on here? Let's talk about it. 407 916 5400, text line 23680. And we will right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM, AM 540, and The iHeartRadio app. If it is joining us, this was breaking news last night in central Florida. A tragedy reported a woman dead after an apparent domestic disturbance in Orange County. Deputies say the woman died from injuries she suffered last night in Dr. Phillips on Sand Lake Road. A man is in custody. No charges have been announced. Deputies have not yet said what kind of relationship the man and the woman had. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories. The Promise on Good Morning Orlando.
0: iHeart Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio Radio app today.
1: Melissa, well, you've been here the whole time as I've been laying this out for the, the, the victims of Pulse and those who survived and those who just want a place to mourn and reflect on this horrible tragedy. A memorial is completely appropriate. I support it. I always have. National Memorial, there's not precedent for that. And the cost at $50 million is way off the mark. I agree, but something smells funny. And they've already raised $14 million, more
2: than enough to cover this project, either on a local way or even on the national scale. $50 million is way too much. And even if it is because homosexuals like to dress things up a little bit, and I can say that, it still wouldn't cost $50 million.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, if you were to take out, if there were no gays killed at that club or just a few, even though they weren't targeted, if you took that out of the equation, what would you be looking at here? Do you think it would be far less in terms of what people would be wanting to spend on a memorial? Yeah, I do. And why is that?
2: Because there's not, you know, there's no precedent set, first of all, and because they want to take the gay issue there. And, you know, I do kind of wonder if it wasn't targeting homosexuals a little bit.
1: He wasn't. He had no idea what the club was. He's a radical Islamic terrorist. He wanted to go down to Disney, he wanted to go to a club downtown, he wanted a lot of people easy to kill. Uh, because they were Americans without cops around, right. and he went over two, and then he showed up. He breezes past this and checks it out on South Orange Avenue. Says, "Looks like it's wide open," and it pretty much was.
2: Coincidentally, it just happened that he was at Disney the same time that the Gay Days celebration goes on. And from what I understand, he'd spent several different times at the Pulse location.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I guess if we're talking if we're talking about everybody being equal, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with that. Then, who was killed should have nothing to do with how much money. It's the number of people who were killed. You know, it's the nature of what happened there. Tom, what's your thought?
3: Uh, Memorial, I think, is uh, is appropriate. However, I think these politicians are pandering to a voting block by trying to uh, get some face time pushing it national. Well,
1: nobody it. called him on it yesterday. <laughs> Kelly, what about it? I mean, a memorial for Pulse, I assume you're on board with that. Most most would be and should be, I think.
5: Absolutely. But once again, $50 million is a lot. I'd like to know what exactly they're going to do with that money. But, you know, I do understand the need for a memorial. Of course, we're on board for that. But once again, it's a lot. The ones that you mentioned earlier, were they national um, memorials?
1: No. No, not not to the mass shootings. No, they okay. are not. You know, they're 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 locally funded projects, okay, and they range from thirty thousand dollars to a million dollars for horrible massacres where the body count was somewhat less than Pulse, but you know, I mean, still mass shootings in the last twenty years. I mean, this is just completely out of control, and it, you cannot justify this, and this insanity has got to be stopped. It does. All right. Hey, how about the one-word texting poll on the hot topic that's coming back in the 8 o'clock hour? We ask, would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? How's the voting going?
5: Yes, at the moment we have seven,
1: uh, I'm sorry, we have eight yeses and we have 151 no's. And the voting continues until... 9 o'clock. In for Allen with the news, Melissa Fox right now. What's coming up?
2: Well, we're talking about the Pulse Tribute. There's going to be one planned for tomorrow on the anniversary, the third anniversary. And in the meanwhile, file New Jersey mannequins are back on a man's lawn. These stories plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's just about 7 30 on News Radio 93.1, WFLA.
1: Good morning, Orlando. It's the Tuesday edition of the show, and welcome to the 50,000 Watt Front Porch. Alan Spector's away, and so Melissa Fox is handling the news for us this morning. And on the subject of the Pulse Nightclub Massacre, this is Anniversary Week.
2: Yes, and survivors and families will gather on Wednesday in Orlando to remember the 49 victims killed three years ago in the Pulse Nightclub Massacre. The annual remembrance ceremony takes place at the Pulse Interim Memorial beginning at 7 tomorrow night. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer and Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings will attend the event 53 others were wounded in the shooting that became the deadliest mass shooting in the U.S., that is, until the Las Vegas shooting one year later. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Truliotta man accused of killing his family is making an expensive request for his murder trial. Rory O'Neill reports.
6: Grant Amato wants the jury at his trial sequestered so they won't be exposed to any additional media coverage. Amato is charged with killing his parents, Chad and Margaret, and his brother, Cody. Police say the 30 year old was angry. The family had kicked him out of their home for stealing $200,000 and having an online relationship with a European webcam model. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1, WFLA.
2: The Florida Board of Medicine is signing off on medical marijuana changes. The board recently approved forms for doctors to use and order smokable medical marijuana for patients. They also agreed to change the rules about medical marijuana to reflect the belief that the benefits of smoking it for medicinal purposes outweighs the risks. The decisions were made following a bill passed by lawmakers which made smokable medical marijuana legal. Meanwhile,
0: it's the news thing with Melissa Fox.
2: One Canadian teen's license may be suspended. He was caught speeding more than 100 miles per hour brought on by a bathroom emergency. Manitoba police tweeted that the 16-year-old was pulled over for speeding in a Chevy Camaro. He told officers he had one too many hot wings and needed a toilet. Despite the excuse, the teen was still fined $780. (laughs) Later on, authorities say the car was collected by an adult, and there are absolutely no excuses for that kind of speed. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) A California woman visiting Maine had her first lobster roll stolen by an unusual suspect. Alicia Jessup was in the town of York when a seagull swooped down and grabbed the lobster roll she was holding up for a beautiful photo with the lighthouse in the background. Jessup ended up snapping the picture just as the avian thief's beak made contact with the food. Now the photo is blowing up on the internet. She posted that photo on Facebook with the caption, This is why we can't have nice things. What
1: a shot that is. I mean, that lobster roll is going down the hatch with that big white bird, the beak white. Let me hold this up to the microphone. You see Can that? You see that? Wow. Oh, you see? see what we're
2: talking about? And let me clarify, a real Maine lobster roll costs about $25. Does
1: it really? You're <laughs> an Nantucket girl. You would know uh, well. That's a main one. Is but yes. that right?
2: Uh huh. So,
1: which is why we we're not talking have nice hot dog eggs. roll here, are we? <laughs> no, we're talking
2: lobster roll. Those wow. things are great. Controversial front lawn mannequins owned by a New Jersey dentist are back this time with a Fourth of July theme. Dr. Wayne Ganji of Clifton came under fire from neighbors during Easter after he put up mannequins wearing just lingerie and bunny ears. He said the display was meant to honor the late Playboy founder Hugh Hefner, but one neighbor got so intense that she came and ran into his yard and tore it down. So he, uh, well, she now that's facing trespassing charges. <laughs> now the mannequins are out again, this time decked in a star-spangled wear, and there's red tape around his lawn with signs that read private property.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff.
2: And it was bad enough that the Halifax Moving Company arrived hours late to the family's new Toronto home, delivering only portions of their belongings, many of which were broken, But the ultimate kick in the pants was a $452 invoice for illegally dumping Jen Caston's and his family's goods in a business park. You see, the moving company sort of dropped some of their items just here and there willy-nilly on the 100-mile trek. Yeah. In a business park and other places, and the cops find the people whose furniture it was. Many of those missing items, dining room chairs and such, were discarded on the road. It's a pretty expensive lesson.
1: $452 lesson.
2: Not to mention thousands of dollars worth of their belongings missing and broken. You get what you pay for.
1: It is wild stuff. (laughs) If you enjoy
2: these stories and lower-hanging fruit, check out my podcast, The News Thang with Melissa Fox. It's available along with our Good Morning Orlando podcast on our website at wflaorlando.com, and you can always find us on the iHeartMedia app.
1: Thanks, Melissa. In for Alan Specter this morning. Um, you know, there are those of you who say, well, you only want to hear from people who are conservative like you, Bud Man. No, 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 no. No, we invite opposing points of view. And on the issue of $50 million for a Pulse memorial, making it a national memorial, no precedent for anything like that being done in the wake of these mass shootings. Memorial for sure, but $50 million. Give me a break. However, I've been challenged On the text line, a texter says the 50 mil is not all government spending, but I know I myself have donated $100,000 to the Pulse Memorial, and it has, as Melissa said, currently raised $14 million. If the people want to fund it, then it should be created regardless of the size. Of course, I don't know how much federal money would be kicked in if Congress approves this thing and this legislation. It's our taxpayer dollars across the country. You know, some schmo in Idaho is going to be uh, contributing to this thing. Do you think he wants to do that? I mean, give me a break. This is why I want phone calls more than I want text messages, because I want a conversation with that texter that I can't have right now to give him or her perspective that they seem to lack or are denying. That's what makes me crazy. I know the text line's increasingly popular. It's user-friendly and all of that, and maybe you feel safer when you're driving, although I hope you're not texting while you're actually in motion. But I do welcome phone calls, you know, and, and, and texters as well. But that's frustrating to me because I wanted to have that conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, no, they'll
2: call. Make them call. Call. Bob oh. well, wants to have a no, conversation. No, no, no. I
1: can't do that right now because we're about <laughs> to play the sound judgment oh. game, and we've got a great prize right now. Take the kids, take the grandkids, take the family to the mascot games with stuff from the Magic and all the great pro sports mascots in all kinds of crazy fun games and stunts down at the Amway Center. A family four-pack of tickets to the mascot games that everybody loves. If you haven't won in a month, you're eligible right now to win. So call 407-916-5400, 407-916-5400, or the toll-free 866-916-5400. 866-916-5400. 866-916-5400. It's an incredible prize. And there's, you know, there is somebody's going to love it in your family or your circle of friends. So the mascot games is uh, what we have. Four tickets, 866-916-5400. The toll-free, the only one still open. We're playing right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes right here on Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> Headlines right now from the world of sports with an exciting local angle. Brevard County is going to be represented when Team USA takes the field today for the Women's Soccer World Cup in France. Satellite high grad Ashlyn Harris expected to start in goal against Thailand in France. Game time for the U.S., 3 p.m. hour time. The 34-year-old Ashlyn Hill helped Team USA win the World Cup four years ago. And when she's not playing for the United States, she plays goal for the Orlando Pride in the National Women's Soccer League right here. Good luck, USA, and Ashlyn Harris. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando.
0: You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: Somebody's cell phone must have gone bad. They dropped out. I have one open line, which is unusual. We're playing for a great prize on sound judgment. Grab it at Kelly, what about that prize? So the prize they're
5: competing for is a family four-pack of tickets to the mascot games presented by Wawa Saturday, June 22nd at 2 p.m. See Stuff, Nitro, Kingston, and 21 other fan-favorite mascots balloted out through Wacky Games. For tickets, visit
1: WFLAOrlando.com, keyword events. Family four-pack on the line. If you're trying to get in, line's busy, wrong answer opens a line for you at 407-916-5400. So here we are, it's June 11th, and on this date some years ago, the nation and much of the world was riveted on just one story. The state funeral of former President Ronald Reagan. For today's sound judgment game, listen to some sound of Reagan's Vice President George H.W. Bush choking back tears as he spoke in the National Cathedral. Then, use your sound judgment to tell me how many years ago today we heard this as his vice president for eight years i learned more from ronald reagan than from anyone i encountered in all my years of public life i learned kindness we all did i also learned courage the nation did ronald reagan's funeral how many years ago today at the national cathedral line one You're first up. Go ahead, line one. 249. Line two, how many years ago today, Reagan's funeral? Line two. Line two. Gone. 407-916-5400. This is not high math here, gang. It's not that long ago. Line three, how many years ago?
8: I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say 20.
1: No, it's less than 20, but you're in the neighborhood. Uh, let's go to line four. How many years ago today, Ronald Reagan's funeral?
4: I'm going to guess 15. Say it again. I'm going to guess 15.
1: I think you're right. 15, 15. is right. the answer. Congratulations. Yes, June 11th. i
4: December for Tony Bennett because I guessed. Oh, my goodness.
1: You got it. You my got
4: goodness. it. I'm going to love that. I can't believe it.
1: Well, every once in a while, Lady Luck smiles on us all. I have no uh,
4: idea. I just guess because the other gentleman said twenty. Oh my goodness! Oh,
1: you're going to the mascot games I, at the Amway Center. My
4: grandson, I think, and his.
1: Yeah, your grandson's going with son, you.
4: My daughter and maybe one of his little friends. Yeah. Oh, know, too, I've never gone.
1: You sound like you're excited.
4: I am. No, I am.
1: What's your first name? I'll pop you a note again. the other day. Go ahead.
4: My, my, my name is Sonia. Sonia. From Orlando.
1: Uh it's S-O-N-J. I-A. I A. okay. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> well how about you? Is this the first time you've ever won on our game?
4: No, the third. The last time was uh, in December. I won for Tony Bennett and the first time like 3 years, 2 years ago for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra.
1: Yeah. My goodness, I'll tell you what. You know, like that guy on Jeopardy, you just keep on winning, I you guess. know? <laughs>
4: But it's like once a year, but I, I got it. Thanks well, so
1: congratulations, Sonia. We're excited for you. Don't All go right. away. Now you know the drill. I'm going to put you on hold, and Kelly's great, and uh, he'll make things work for you. We'll get you the prize, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. All right, very cool. I love it when they when they really like winning it. You oh, know? yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too cool on the flatliners, but I, I like everybody who wins, but I like it when somebody gets a little jazzed up about it, you know? Anyway, way to go, Sonia. Headlines for you right now, Red Sox fans are showing their love for Big Poppy, the retired Boston Red Sox star who was shot in the back at a club in the Dominican Republic. Um, A moment of reflection was observed before last night's game the Red Sox played for David Ortiz, who has uh, been flown from the Dominican Republic to Boston for treatment of that gunshot wound. They had to take out um, his gallbladder, part of his intestine. Other organs may have been affected they're saying he's listed in serious condition. They're also saying he is expected to make a full recovery. Big Poppy. We wish him well. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you in our top stories, and we do it all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play
0: News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio.
1: Good morning, Orlando. Beautiful looking Tuesday morning hard to believe they're talking about, you know, the sky falling again in the middle of the afternoon like it did yesterday. Boy, we got slammed where we were. Boy, the rain has been unbelievable. But, you know, it cools things down a little bit, so there's that blessing as well. Uh, With Alan Spector away, Melissa Fox bringing us the news. With uh, Yaffe away, Tom Benson is our executive producer, and Kelly is joining us, Kelly Velez, as our screener. We're going back into the hottest topic in our 6 o'clock hour A proposed ban on assault weapons in Florida has crossed an important hurdle toward getting on the 2020 ballot. And we have an open um, line, um, one-word texting poll right now. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text either yes or text no to 23680. By the way, it's great to have you with us on WFLA. Keep the dial right where it is. And for the ride home this afternoon from 5 until 6, in for Yaffe hosting PM Orlando, join our good buddy, the professor, Mark Logos. Now, Melissa, for folks just joining us at the top of the hour, what's coming up in the news?
2: Well, I've got more details in the Winter Garden teen murder case, and we've got a recall for some chicken. These stories, plus the most updated traffic and weather together, just two minutes. It is 8 o'clock on News Radio 93.1
4: WFLA.
0: WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3, Montdora, Orlando, and W226BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1, WFLA, and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Good morning, Orlando. Wonderful to have you with us here on a beautiful Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1, WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Melissa
2: Fox, in for Alan Specter. Top stories we're looking at this hour. A gun control ban is on the docket, hopefully. And chicken is being recalled. More in one minute.
1: Yeah, they're talking about banning assault weapons here in the state of Florida. You may be able to vote on it. How would you vote and why? We're next on Good Morning Orlando.
2: It's 8:03 on News Radio 93.1. More details are being released on what happened to a kidnapped teenager before his body was found last Friday. An arrest affidavit says Louis Mario Rivera Sr. paid someone $200 to clean up the blood in the car where 16-year-old Bruce Hagens was shot to death, and then helped to burn Bruce's clothes and bury him in a wooded area of Orange County. But Rivera Sr. is not believed to be the killer. Wintergarten police say the murder was drug-related. The shooter is still on the loose. Last word is he may have headed to Massachusetts. The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The investigation continues today into Monday's deadly helicopter crash in New York City. The helicopter crashed onto the rooftop of a building on 7th Avenue in Midtown Manhattan, killing the pilot. The weather was rainy and overcast. Authorities are looking into what caused the crash and also looking into why the pilot was flying in restricted airspace.
1: Have one of our correspondents on that story live report coming up at 8 40 this morning.
2: The news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. I might have already said that, but it's important. The spotlight was on the Mueller report in the House hearing on Monday. Former Nixon White House counsel John Dean was the star witness before the Judiciary Committee. The panel's holding hearings on Mueller's Russia investigation, possible obstruction as well of justice by President Trump. Opening the hearing, New York Democrat Jerry Nadler said it's clear that Russia interfered in the 2016 presidential election and tried to help Donald Trump get elected.
1: Yeah, we talked about this earlier in the show. They trot out a Nixon-era convicted felon and disbarred lawyer, looks like desperation to me on the part of the Democrats who want to take Trump out any way they can.
2: Alabama Governor Kay Ivey is putting her signature on a bill that requires some sex offenders to go undergo rather chemical castration. The measure says sex offenders whose victims are under 13 years of age need to take medication that will block the production of testosterone as a condition of their parole. The group that wants voters to decide on a statewide ban on assault weapons has enough signatures for a judicial review, but it needs a lot more to make it on the ballot next November. Rory O'Neill has the details.
6: The latest pile, 800 signed petitions, was submitted at the Orange County Supervisor of Elections just down the street from the Pulse nightclub. Grace Schwartz says they want voters to decide the issue because Congress is refusing to act on guns.
7: This is
2: our
3: chance to do something. So not one more family will suffer.
6: Schwartz lost her nephew, Alex, in the Parkland school shooting. To get on the ballot, the group needs an additional 650,000 signatures, and the state just passed a law that makes that harder to do. But the group is pushing forward, confident they'll meet the deadline. I'm Rory O'Neill. Lots of angles to this. I'll fill in the blanks on what they are proposing,
1: and we'll talk about it in a moment, Melissa.
2: And finally, Tyson Foods is recalling over 190,000 pounds of chicken products over concerns that they could contain plastic. Two customers reportedly found clear plastic and soft gray plastic inside the company's golden crispy chicken chunk fritters. Tyson says the products weren't sold in retail stores, but they're working with food service companies that receive them via distribution.
1: Really? That's what makes them chewy. Yeah. No, it's not funny. Serious. (laughs) The
2: chicken was shipped to 29
1: different states.
2: WFLA News Time is 807. These stories and more on WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Let's kick off the third hour of Good Morning Orlando right now.
0: Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: It's Good Morning Orlando, the Tuesday edition. I know you have a lot of choices on the radio dial. We really appreciate the fact. That you've chosen us here on 93.1 FM in the metro area throughout the peninsula on AM540 and anywhere on earth, crystal clear with the I Radio app. Downloaded. It. it is absolutely free and phenomenal. With Alan away, Melissa's bringing us the news with the Affy away. Tom Benson's our producer and Kelly Velez is our screener. Yay! And we have, we like Kelly's doing a great job. Thank you so much. You are the Good Morning Orlando 50,000-watt potential rookie of the year. I love it. Thank you so much. Strong effort. You came out of the box swinging, came over from the promotion department. We got about 10 stations here, and it's just great that you're joining us this morning. I think you've enjoyed it this week so far.
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've definitely enjoyed talking to our listeners, So, so I greatly appreciate it, guys.
1: Well, he's the friendly voice you'll hear when you want to talk to us and we're talking about this um, assault weapons ban that they're trying to get on the ballot in 2020 here in Florida. Melissa uh, set the table a moment ago. Here is the one-word texting poll still open. want you to respond to this. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text either yes or text no to 23680. Text either yes or text no to 23680. On the question, would you vote, to ban assault weapons in Florida. I'll give you the specifics on what this group is proposing here. I'm a no vote for sure. We want to know what you think, and we'll have the debate here among our gang as well. So it is straight ahead on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando.
2: And we'll also have the latest in traffic and weather coming up next. It's 809 on News Radio 93.1 WFLA.
1: This sports headline, and what an incredible game it was. The NBA Finals, Game 6. The Warriors closed out game. Uh, game 6 is going to be in um, in Oakland, okay? Home of the Warriors, forgive me. The Golden State Warriors, the champs, closed out Game 5 last night with a 9-2 to run at the end to stun the Raptors 106-105 in Toronto. Steph Curry scoring 31 points. Kevin Durant came back to play after having that leg injury posted 11 points in 12 minutes but then injured his Achilles and left the game done for the season updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories here in good morning Orlando from news radio
0: 93.1 this is Good morning Orlando with Bud Henniger Alan Spector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox
1: so why are we talking about banning assault weapons in Florida because an effort has reached a an important threshold to get that done. By the anti-gun forces out of Miami, actually, it's a Miami-based political action committee driving this thing, entitled "Ban Assault Weapons Now," otherwise known as B A W N Bond, Okay, and they're saying Congress won't act, Florida legislature won't act. We had, you know, we had an AR-15 as as the weapon of choice in so many of these massacres. Of course, we had the Pulse massacre, Parkland, etc. Here in the state of Florida. Here is the proposed ballot language. This could be changed along the way. They just got enough signatures to get the state Supreme Court to review their proposed amendment. And then if they go on to get 766 plus thousand uh, signatures, they can they can get it on the ballot. Okay, that's the way it works. And they have until February of next year to do that. I would not be at all surprised if this in some form or another wound up in the ballot. If it stayed in the current form, here is what you'd be voting on. This proposal would, if passed by 60% of the electorate, prohibit the possession of assault weapons in Florida. And they define assault weapons as, quote, semi-automatic rifles and shotguns capable of holding more than 10 rounds of ammunition at once, either in fixed or detachable magazine or any other ammunition feeding device, end quote. What about handguns? They would not be prohibited. Okay? Now... If you already own what they call an assault weapon, as I described it here, if you own one now, you would get an exemption on the ban for a year if this passes, but you'd have to register the gun with the state, and if you didn't, it would be a third-degree felony. That's exactly what they're looking at here. I think it's worth talking about because it reached the threshold for review by the state Supreme Court, Melissa.
2: I just think it's really broad. Now, you said that weapons capable of holding 10 rounds by a detachable magazine, it's very broad. Um, and the caveat, as you just said, that it would be a grandfathered in after a year if you already had one of these weapons. You know, if you have
1: one, you have a year to register it with the state. Otherwise, you're in violation. Could be hit with a felony.
2: Right, a third-degree felony. Which mm-hmm. is but handguns
1: like, are not part of this, okay? That's important to know. Um, they're looking at the mass killings here, and they're looking at the AR 15 principally and other weapons that are similar to it, that they are calling assault weapons. Let's not debate whether they really are. I'm just telling you what is in this legislation as they see it's not legislation, but is this proposed amendment as it stands this morning. I'm a no vote on this. Uh, they get this done. Handguns are next. You know, prohibition is after that. I'm sorry. That's a no vote from the Bud Man here, but I want to know what everybody else thinks. Uh, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, or standard message and data rates apply. And Melissa, what is the one-word texting poll for folks? Have you got it, Andy? Sure do. Would you vote
2: to ban assault weapons in Florida? You text yes or text no, the number's 23680. Again, text yes or text no. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? The text line is 23680, with standard message rates and data rates apply.
1: Yeah, and the voting is heavy, but there's always an opening for you, so join the one-word texting poll. Long-form texters, we want to hear from you if you have more to say. Callers especially welcome at 407-916-5400 or the toll-free 866-916-5400. So what do you think of this outfit that wants to uh, ban assault weapons in Florida? and is working hard to get it on the 2020 ballot. How would you vote on a ban on assault weapons as they define them in 2020? If it came to that, would you vote yes, I want to ban them, or no, I wouldn't want to ban them? Our one-word texting poll continues open. Text either yes or no to 23680. To the phones to the text line, and to the gang right here on the 50,000-watt front porch weighing in as well. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic, in only two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining a story we talked about earlier on the show. The spotlight was on the Mueller report on a House hearing Monday. Former Nixon White House counsel John Dean, disbarred lawyer, convicted felon, was the Democrats' star witness before the Judiciary Committee in the House. The panel holding hearings on Mueller's Russia investigation and possible obstruction to justice, they think, by President Trump. Opening the hearing, New York Democrat Jerry Nadler, the chairman, uh, said it's clear that Russia interfered in the 2016 presidential election and tried to help Trump get elected. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando.
0: iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio.
1: Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Tom, you toted a gun for the United States military, fought in Vietnam. What do you think about a ban on assault weapons in Florida, as this group defines them?
3: Well, what's an assault weapon? First of all, it could be a fork,
1: but the reason—no, it's not, because they are saying it is semi-automatic rifles and shotguns capable of holding more than ten rounds of ammunition at once. Blah 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 blah.
3: But they could—they're going after the the weapons that look scary and uh you know it's it, they say it's something you don't need well it's not a bill of needs it's a bill of rights that we have and it's could lead to you know
1: bad things further down the line a slippery slope yeah yeah which is what a lot of people fear and rightfully so it's the camel's nose under the tent it's the foot in the door you know that that hey, that's if, the problem here if they here. ban
2: forks i'm in trouble
1: <laughs> kelly what about it Okay, so with
5: everything going on here, like I understand both sides, of course. I play like devil's advocate. I try to see both sides, but um from what they're saying and from what I see, you know, this just leads to something else. It's like a snowball effect. But yeah. once again, if these are the um the weapons that are being used in these attacks, maybe there should be something against it. But the to bad completely are, ban them,
1: excuse me. You're I'm not right. exactly sure Continue. how I feel about that. Well, you know, the bad guys are always gonna get whatever gun they want. Right. If you think you're going to ban assault weapons, and and as they define them, they're really looking at the AR-15 here, principally, Mm -hmm. okay, and related weapons, okay, semi-automatics, and I mean uh, automatic machine guns have been illegal in this country since the 1930s, in the heyday of the, you know, the Chicago gangs and all of that. Right. But they they. It won't stop with that, and and I, and I think that is that is a huge uh, concern by a lot of our callers. How about some long-form textures, guys, before we get to the latest voting on our one-word texting poll? Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Still open. Text yes or text no to 23680. Folks on the text line with more to say are saying what?
5: Right now, I have one that says, definitely no, just the first step in an all ban, education and intervention should be stepped up. Also, we have another person that said, in a strictly legal sense, the proper response to this proposed amendment should be go back to Nazi Germany, you sleazy gun grabbing low life scout. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay it does say that go back to uh, Nazi Germany your sleazy gun grabbing low-life scum it's exactly what it says <laughs> Kelly's not making that up we got another I wouldn't one. do that to you guys
2: got another one here too that says I'm tired of all these amendments I understand it's the Florida way but they've just become a little too easy which I think we you know De- DeSantis is putting this uh, amendment thing making it harder well, there are
1: there are new rules that make it harder uh, to get the signatures and validated signatures but I with an An issue like this where passions run so high, pro-gun or anti-gun, I have very little doubt that this group, since they've already got 100,000-plus that gets them a Supreme Court review in the state of Florida of this initiative, that they will get the 766,000 signatures needed by February of next year for this to be on the ballot. Now, at some point, the Supreme Court could throw it out as unconstitutional or whatever, but I wouldn't count on it. So that's why we're talking about it early on here. How about the one-word texting poll? How's the voting going, Kelly?
5: Voting's going pretty good. Right now we have 307 no's as
1: opposed to 11 yeses. This is a cliffhanger. We'll stay with it until the polls close at 9 o'clock. All right. And in the meantime, in for Alan Spector with the news. Melissa, put the news hat on. What you got? Well, the tribute
2: will continue as we remember the victims of the Pulse tragedy. And we've got the meanwhile file. How much are you asking for that lock of hair? These stories plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 829 on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. You
1: were with us earlier in the show. We talked a lot about efforts to make the site of the Pulse nightclub massacre in Orlando a national memorial. This is the anniversary week of Orlando's darkest day. And, Melissa, you have more on that.
2: Yes. uh, Survivors and families are going to gather tomorrow in Orlando to remember the 49 victims who were killed three years ago in the Pulse nightclub massacre. Now, this is an annual remembrance ceremony. It takes place at the Pulse Interim Memorial starting at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer and Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings will be in attendance Fifty-three others were wounded in that shooting. It became the deadliest mass shooting in the United States until the Las Vegas shooting just one year later. News brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody is issuing a consumer alert warning Floridians about the one-ring phone scam. It's designed to trick victims into making costly international calls. Larry Spillman reports.
3: The scam begins with a call and a quick hang-up after one ring. The call is made from an international number using numbers that at first glance appear to originate from inside the U.S. If the recipient of the call calls back, the scammer will try to keep the conversation going as long as possible. There is often a connection fee and per-minute charge associated with these international calls. The scammers, through prearranged agreements, receive a portion of these fees. I'm Larry Spillman.
1: Boy, that's a new one.
2: Yeah, they're always thinking, always thinking on how they can get us.
1: Don't call them back. Exactly.
0: Meanwhile... It's the News Thing with Melissa Fox.
2: Video game services are more popular than regular paid TV services among the millennials in America. A new survey is out there saying that the services millennials use for entertainment, well, 50% of them are paying for a gaming subscription like Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus or World of Warcraft only 51% say they pay for television via cable or satellite or fiber optics. Gaming subscriptions apparently are a growth market. Several companies announce new or expanding gaming subscription services at the Electronics Entertainment Expo that's underway now in Los Angeles.
1: Times, they are changing. Yes, they are, sir. You shake my nerves and you rattle my
7: brain. Too much love drives a man insane. insane. You broke my will, but what a
2: Jerry Lee Lewis is planning on performing again.
1: Can't believe the guy's still around. He's had some real health setbacks.
2: Yes, he has. He's 83 years old. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famer cancels some scheduled performances in April and May and this month following a stroke back in March, bud. But as publicist said yesterday, he's home from the rehab center. And the plan is for Jerry Lee Lewis to return to the stage and back to the recording studio.
1: The great balls of fireman fired up. Mm. Amazing. Mm. I think you'll
2: like this one, Tom Benson. A man is under arrest for allegedly robbing two Israeli banks with an avocado that he claimed was a grenade. Now, authorities say the 47-year-old man stole nearly $8,500 from a bank in Beersheba with an avocado that he painted black and then a poorly written note alongside. The note said he would throw the grenade if the bank teller did not put money in a bag he brought with him. Investigators caught the man. He was a former convict who had already served three years for robbery. All they did was track his cell phone. <laughs> we
3: probably ate the pin.
1: Well, you're an army guy. I mean, it's interesting when you think about all of those avocados you see at the supermarket. Kind of a similar shape and size, aren't uh, they?
3: Sure, and they're probably about the same weight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
2: my goodness! Ready for this one? Yeah. Okay, tell me what performer it is first of all. You're talking about the composer? Yes, and well, yes. Um, Chopin. Oh no. It's Ludwig von Beethoven.
1: Oh, I should have done better. Yes.
2: His hair is being sold in an auction. The German composer allegedly gave it to a contemporary nearly 200 years ago, a lock of Beethoven's hair. And it's being auctioned off at Sotheby's um, auction house in Britain this week. They think the bidding will range between fifteen dollars
1: to $19,000. Wouldn't be surprised at all.
2: An auctioneer said Beethoven gave the hair to Anton Holm as a gift for his wife. If you like these stories and lower-hanging fruit, check out my podcast, The News Thang with Melissa Fox. It's available along with our Good Morning Orlando podcast at WFLAOrlando.com and always on the iHeartMedia app.
1: Good stuff. We have Alan Spector's elsewhere, and when Alan's away as he is, we got Melissa with the News Thang in the Meanwhile <laughs> segment. Good stuff. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, in a moment, yesterday's news during the afternoon was dominated on cable by this helicopter crash in new york city what is the latest on this what was the cause of this crash that killed the pilot and terrified countless thousands of people on manhattan island in new york city Uh, we're going to have a live update for you here in just a moment and a whole lot more coming down the pike as well As we roll on toward 9 o'clock on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. By the way, the one-word texting poll on one of our hot topics is still open right now. They're talking about a measure on the ballot in 2020 that, if approved, would ban assault weapons in Florida. Would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? Text either yes or text no to 23680. Final vote tally coming up. In less than 20 minutes. And the live report on the chopper crash right after we update Atlanta's news, weather and traffic in two minutes. Here on News Radio 93.1 WFLA-FM, AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. (laughs) Headlining one of our top stories this morning in the aftermath of that um, helicopter crash that killed the pilot in New York City yesterday. The investigation is ongoing The pilot uh, was Tim McCormick, who had a lot of experience, and he apparently had just dropped off a passenger at a heliport in Manhattan. It was uh, bad weather, lots of uh, rain and wind and low visibility, and the chopper crashed into the rooftop of a high-rise in Manhattan not far from Central Park about 11 minutes after taking off from the heliport, all of this occurring just before 2 p.m. yesterday. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories with it all morning long for you right here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector,
0: Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox on News Radio 93.1
1: WFLA. Well, Alan's away and Yaffe's away, so Melissa's doing the news. Tom Benson's our executive producer. Kelly is our screener. And uh, we're trying to make a connection with our correspondent, Alice Stockton-Rossini, who has been on the chopper crash story out of New York City, and uh, hopefully that connection will be made. But one thing that was interesting about this, it's a terrible tragedy because the pilot, who was this very, very highly regarded veteran pilot, had been a firefighter, etc., about 58 years of age, um, is dead. Uh, There were a lot of people who were really concerned initially because the first report was playing into high rise and people were spooked. You know, there's PST, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome in New York City big time, as the as uh, as the governor and the mayor pointed out yesterday. And it's understandable how people feel, even though it's all this many years after the attacks of 9-11 in 2001. Um, but it it, it dominated the news coverage uh, for a couple of solid hours here, and we are still trying to figure out exactly what caused the crash. Let's bring in um, correspondent uh, Alice Stockton-Rossini on the story. Bud Hedinger here and the rest of the gang on Good Morning Orlando. Alice, thank you so much for coming by. We appreciate it. What can you tell us this morning?
8: I can just tell you that the medical examiner is on the scene and the FAA and aviation experts, and they have been up there on 700 feet above the uh, street here in New York City at the 54th floor of this building. And this guy hit so hard and so fast. There's not a lot up there. There's not a lot to see. The fire was hot. This guy, you know, we're just trying to figure out. I was just talking to two of the aviation guys, like, what was going through his head? He came from Linden.
1: Now, that's in New Jersey across the Hudson River.
8: Right. So he flies over to the helipad. He's been at the 34th Street. He's been here a million times. He knows the restrictions. He knows the area. He knows where he's going. He knows what he's doing. From what I understand, he waited. After he dropped off the guy that he brought over here, he waited and thought that he saw a clearing. And thought that it was safe for him to go up.
1: He now, when you say a clearing, they had very wo- bad weather and a low ceiling, and he thought he had a break in the weather that he could fly safely in. Is that what you're saying?
8: Exactly, exactly. I mean, the fog was so thick here yesterday, and it was pouring on and off. And he—that's what they just told me—is that he—they know that he waited and he thought, for some reason, that he could get up there and get back. And he started flying south to, back toward New Jersey, and somehow ended up coming back north, and there's videos of him headed over Midtown, headed up here where I'm on 51st Street and 7th Avenue, and bobbing in and out of the clouds, and they, you know, it's all speculation at this point, but the possibility that he was disoriented. He didn't, you know, he had to use his instruments. Maybe he wasn't accustomed to using his instruments, but made possibly a decision to land, try to land this plane on top of this building rather than crash into the street below.
1: Is it Um, also possible that it's more than the weather, that there was a mechanical problem on the chopper, that he couldn't control it properly, or that he was having some kind of a medical problem himself? Is that also under consideration?
8: I'm sure it is. All of that is under consideration. How they could check out this plane at this point, I have no idea, because they were telling me there's not a whole lot left. But, yeah, of course, mentally something could have happened. Something mechanical could have happened. But the weather, I mean, nobody was up yesterday. It's just, there's just still a lot of questions here. And I can tell you this building earlier this morning, it was open. Now it's not open. Hmm. More police have arrived on the scene. Um, More investigators have arrived on the scene. They're all up there at the top of the building. So um, It was terrifying, Alice.
1: Terrifying for people because of, you know, the natural reaction, you know, post nine eleven, even after all these many years. But there's no, there, nobody's talking terrorist attack here, but it was frightening. No. As I recall yesterday, those stairwells, staircases down out of that building were jam-packed. And you had some people, you know, who were in a pretty bad state trying to get out of there.
8: They were, but I just talked to a woman who said that what was, everybody was calm. People were not running out of the building. They weren't trampling over each other trying to get out that everybody was really calm, and how good it felt to get out of that building and to see all of her colleagues and all of her friends safely down on the sidewalk. But it is just frustrating now not being able to get back in the building, not knowing what happened, but yet a great relief that this was not a terrorist attack. I mean, the initial report was a plane in right. the building. Yeah. And let me tell you, People were freaking out. I was freaking. Everybody was freaking
1: out. Oh, sure. And then
8: you find out, okay, thank God it's a helicopter and you not know, a plane.
1: I'm almost out of time, Alice. But one thing I heard yesterday, perhaps you can speak to this, uh, is that there are renewed calls now for changing uh, the restrictions on on helicopters flying over densely populated Midtown Manhattan.
8: Absolutely. Well, there's already restrictions. That's the thing. There's a temporary restriction here because we're so close to Trump Tower, and he. There is speculation he violated that restriction. You can see it. You can look it up online. It's a temporary, called a temporary restriction. It's been there since Trump was elected. And it's, a, it's a, I don't know, a, a radius around Trump Tower. We are in that radius. And now Representative Carolyn Maloney wants even stricter regulations. But I can tell you... You never see helicopters over Midtown. All you see are the traffic helicopters. Yeah. You don't just see aimless helicopters over Midtown.
1: Much to learn, yeah. and I'm sure the yeah. investigation at some point will reveal the answers we don't have this morning. But I want to tell you, correspondent, Alice Stockton-Rossini, we really appreciate you bringing the latest on the uh, on the high drama and the tragic uh, crash of that uh, of that chopper at a high-rise in New York City that killed the pilot yesterday. Alice, thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you. Do appreciate it would you vote to ban assault weapons in florida text either yes or text no to 23680 results after our final look at orlando's news weather and traffic in only two minutes on good morning orlando and right now headlines this tragic story for those of you just joining us this local story a woman dead after an apparent domestic disturbance in orange county Deputies say the woman died from injuries she suffered last night in the Dr. Phillips area on Sand Lake Road. A man is in custody, but no charges have been announced. Deputies have not yet said what kind of relationship the man and the woman had. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes on our top stories all morning here on Good Morning Orlando.
0: Listen to us anywhere on the iHeartRadio
1: app. Search WFLA Orlando joining us before we wrap up here. One of our hot topics, we took a look at this proposed ban on assault weapons in the state of Florida that is being driven by a liberal political action committee out of South Florida. They have crossed the 103,000 vote threshold to get a review of what they are proposing for the 2020 ballot in November of 2020, the presidential election day. And uh, and, and the state Supreme Court now will review this. If they green light it, um, they'll go about the business of trying to get enough signatures to get it on the ballot. And that will require a total of about 766,000. With passions running high on both sides of the gun debate, I have no doubt that if they get a green light from the state Supreme Court after the review that they will get the signatures, and this will wind up in all likelihood on the ballot in November of, um, of 2020. It's interesting how the vote count goes here. I, I, I thought I knew where you stand as an audience on this issue, but I didn't realize exactly how firmly you stood on one side of the issue. How about a final check of the one-word texting poll results? Kelly, the question, would you vote to ban assault weapons in Florida? and the results are
5: the results are staggering right now so we have a total of 12 overall people for yes and we have 342
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, 12 of you. people said they would vote Wait yes. Wait a
1: minute. I think you, you, we have it backwards here. No, we're, we're correct. Would 12 vote, people would, said, you, would you vote to ban?
5: Correct. 12 people said yes they'd vote. Yes. And then 342 people said no. Got yeah, it. That, that's not backwards. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. It's the wording of the question.
1: That's what that's what tripped mm-hmm. you up. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm, and I and you know, <laughs> you know the problem is is I'm the one who came up with the wording. No, it happens. <laughs> I'm tripping up on my own stuff here. This is no good. You know, one
2: of our texters kind of summed this whole thing up. Robert said, "When did criminals get to dictate what law-abiding citizens can own?"
1: Mm.
2: Profound. But. Well,
1: there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And and for those of you who are wondering, well, what are they talking about with the, uh, you know, with with assault weapons, okay? Basically, they're going after the AR-15. You know, the, the kind of weapon that's used in Pulse, kind of weapon used in Parkland, okay? And a lot of other of these mass shootings that have dogged us in this country for the last generation or so. They're talking about semi-automatic rifles and shotguns. They are not talking about handguns. But they get this through. Trust me, handguns are next. And that, I think, is driving... Uh, the extreme results we've seen in this poll. So, there we are. Hey, um, for the ride home, don't forget PM Orlando. Yaffe's away, but we have bench strength. Mark Logos will be hosting from 5 until 6. Tom Benson, the Ooh, Iron Man, who's executive producing this morning, will be doing exactly the same thing from 5 until 6. The man, man is a amazing. sandwich, yeah. I don't know how you do it, buddy. You hanging in there all right? You doing all right?
3: I'm running on avocados. Okay.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> You're running on avocados. All right. Melissa, thanks for filling um, sure. Alan's shoes here on the news, and Kelly's doing a great job. His first week ever screening for us, and we really appreciate that as we kind of moving the players around on the chessboard. Thanks for coming by. We'll see you tomorrow as well, right? Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be watching what's going on in Congress. Uh, uh, the Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee, you know, are are staging what amounts to some kind of a mock impeachment this week. The John Dean circus yesterday and more of that coming. We'll be watching it all. Have a wonderful day. Watch closely the weather, and thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.